if you were to play a game from your library, it would have kicked me off. But because we're playing each other's libraries. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Emilio. And no Nick today. No. Nope. We're just doing it with two people. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, Chris is a person, dude. Yeah. But he's behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to be on stream. He said no. No. All right. His his dick shrivels up when he has this talk on uh, every time he has to take uh, public speaking. Hmm. Uh, were we nervous at first, Bobby? I don't know if nervous was the... Because we knew nobody was listening. No, we were just really bad. We were really bad and, and very... Uh, judgmental of ourselves i guess i i was i was very like mm. hard on myself about every little word and stuff yeah it took you should a while. still be pretty hard on yourself dude <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at some point i was like i you know i was trying really hard not to say um and get everything you know like bobby just regularly talks and then uh at some point i was like just fuck it i just let it slide because like um yeah it's like um let the show must go on or whatever. Like when people fuck up uh, on stage or whatever, mm-hmm. if they stop the production and point it out, it's a whole thing. But then if you just keep on going and pretend like it's part of the show, then there you go. So yeah. the big dumb buffoon is part of the show. Yep. Part of our wonderful show. Yep. Okay. Speaking of our show, let's get started here. Nothing really to announce the, uh, at the top here. So let's get right into on the radar. Uh, first game I wanted to mention was Icarus, all caps. I like it when they do that. They just make the title all caps. It's a very like Japanese thing to do with games, I find. Anyway, the uh, this game, Icarus, is an open world crafting survival game. You know I hate those. But this one is session-based, and I thought that was an interesting idea. So you're on some alien planet. Um, you're doing the crafting survival thing. Uh, you're in, uh, it, it's an online co-op, so you're doing this with other people, but you go down there for a certain period of time and you try to accomplish certain goals and then you go back, I guess. Mm. So it's almost like you're going down on little missions, which I kind of like that because the open world crafting thing, it, it's, you don't really have an end to any of that. So when you break it up into those little gaming sessions, you kind of have these stopping points that, that you can jump in and out of yeah i like that a lot um i i guess one of the biggest problems with these games if you want to call it that is um aimlessness Mm -hmm. you know you have little goals that you're going towards but there's no besides staying alive a lot of the time there's no overarching um that's why after we played rust a lot we were like we kind of wish there was like a big common evil or a Mm -hmm. big bad well they've started doing that with crafting survival games so the underwater one God, I can't remember the Subnautica. name. Subnautica. Subnautica. Uh, one of my favorite ones. They worked in a story into that, and it's got it's got goals and missions, and it's got a beginning and an end, which is really nice. But yeah, I mean, these things took the world by storm like six or seven years ago, and the the whole idea was you make your own story, you know, you, yeah. you carve your own path, and yeah, that's kind of cool. But I don't know, especially as I get older, I'm I like games that are just like this is what you're supposed to do. You know, like I don't want to figure it out or I, I got things to do, I guess is what I'm saying here. <laughs> and uh, Subnautica 2, did they have a full release? Subnautica 2? 
Yeah, the ice one. The one was in the Oh, ice. that was a DLC. Sub-Zero oh. or Zero something. Was it uh, Below Zero. Yeah. I, I thought it was. It looks I like thought, it's a I standalone it was, game on Steam. Oh, if we scroll standalone. down a little bit, is there? does it say DLC? Yeah, I guess it's its own standalone game. Oh, okay. Hmm. But you never jumped into it, huh? No, no. I didn't even beat Subnautica, so I played a whole lot of it in beta and really enjoyed it. And that was before they had added a lot of the story stuff. I think I went back to it after they added uh, quite a bit of stuff after the full release, um, but I still hadn't finished it. God, I want to retire so I could just play all these games, man. Mm. That's not going to happen. <laughs> all right. What do you got? Um, so... These are just games that are coming to Game Pass that I have some familiarity with. Uh, Dicey Dungeons I had bought, and I I really didn't give it its just due. Um, I played it, and I was like, ah, it's not really for me. But not, So I returned it, and I always regret it because um, I hear people talk about it and how, how great it is. So now that it's free on Game Pass, I think I'm going to give it another shot. Um, just to give you a rough idea what it is, it's dungeon crawling. If it was like on a game show and you're playing as a anti, I can never say that word. You're like a a humanoid die, a die with legs. And it's all about fucking rolling dice. Like it, there's nothing more. There's no, there's not a whole lot of combat, but there's a lot of modifiers, tons and tons of modifiers. And you have classes too. So, uh, there's like a, a thief, there's a robot, there's a magician, and they all have their own modifiers. And then on top of that, you're getting, you know, uh, equipment and stuff. So you could have like plus one sword that'll give you plus one to attacks and stuff like that. But it's all about the dice. And it, it, it it's almost like a, a reduction, you know, of all uh, RPG just down to the dice rolls. And uh, apparently there's three different game modes or, or at least... Uh, three different distinct uh, genres inside of it or something like that. That's what I read twice on the reviews. So, and each one of them is good. So yeah, um, hopefully I'm talking about, hopefully it's in the highlights in the next couple of weeks. Hmm. Okay. So it's, it sounds like it's luck based, but then there's things that you can get that bend the luck in your favor, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to nitpick here. So the description says fighting against fortune would be a lot easier if you weren't a walking dice. Now, dice is plural, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. For die. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, they want to correct that then. (laughs) Well, note note for the developer. Um, Pyronical says Icarus is made by Rocketworks, run by Dean Hall, which is the guy that created Mm. DayZ. I didn't know that. Mm. Oh, another thing about Icarus. uh, It's a documentary on uh, Netflix, completely unrelated, but very, very good. crazy basically it's all did you watch it probably mm-hmm. yeah i won best yeah. doc in like i don't know 2018 2017 so good check yeah. it out another thing about icarus he flew too close to the th- the sun <laughs> came crashing down wow even even, even sniper didn't laugh at that way just he was <laughs> welcome to my life dude uh, taking a shot and did it not working. That's half of my. I don't think you're supposed to laugh at that joke. See, I don't. I laugh. I was. <laughs> see, it's yes and over here on my end okay. of the couch. <laughs> All right. Uh, last game I want to bring up is Fish Keeper. 
This is a game where you manage an aquarium. It's a simulation game where you're just managing an aquarium. And I saw this and I thought, why has this never existed before? It's such an easy concept. Because managing a, an aquarium, especially if it's a saltwater aquarium, I had a friend who did that. It's, it's quite a job. There's a lot of stuff you have to learn. It, it's like a game in itself. So I'm surprised it's never been adapted to game like a video game. Um, so you build your aquarium, you buy your fish, there's a little bit of managing the economy there. Uh, you also have to do things to take care of the fish. And you get this little tiny submarine that you can drive around and view your fish tank from a first person perspective. That's funny, it, Interesting idea. It's, it's not out yet. No price tag, no release date or anything like that. But um, I thought that was... That was interesting. I'm surprised this game is not in VR too. It seems like a natural fit. But it would be nice, dude, is if they had a um, a setting where you could set it as your background or your wallpaper, just uh, by mm. default, just a view of it. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Listen up, developers. I mean, we're, we're getting away with million dollar ideas over here, man. <laughs> um, there was another simulation that came out this week. I didn't put it on my show notes, but unpacking simulator, like you unpack after a trip. It's literally the worst part of a trip. It's the worst part. I don't know why. Does anybody find it satisfying? Does anybody like that part? Anybody? I don't know. There's a lot of games based on menial tasks, though. Ugh, okay, God. so you're taking stuff. Oh, it's like you moved into a new apartment or something. Oh, so you're yeah. taking stuff out of boxes and either way, man. This is rough. What's the reviews on it? I, I've heard it's pretty good. Or like the it, reviews. This game really blew up across. Like, yeah the the internet and like especially development sphere like yeah people love this game i think it's like uh the, it's satisfying to put things in its place right uh a, what's the saying a thing for everything and everything in its place i guess but not for me i obviously you can if so if you were here you could look around my it's a shit storm in my place all right but Bobby, I think it, like his skin starts itching when he's around my area, because <laughs> it's so diametrically opposed to his place. Uh, it is quite different. <laughs> uh, about about ten feet away from Bobby, there's a ceramic dragon that just, it's just there. Like nobody knows where it came from. Nobody well, the chandelier is no longer in here. That's right. good. I have no idea where it went, dude. It's Somebody it's stole your chandelier. <laughs> um. So what else? Uh, okay. Um, other things coming to Game Pass. My friend Pedro um, is a two D action game shooting game. Basically, it's really uh, it's funny. And it's going for cool points, basically. The game isn't very difficult. What you're trying to do is make it look as cool as possible while you're killing all these people. Like, you're, you're, you know, you're sliding down a meat hook and, and shooting people in two different directions. There's a lot of that. There's, um, there's, you have guns akimbo. And you'll you'll be shooting at two different targets in two different directions a lot of the time. I forgot how the mechanics work. I, I believe one of them is auto-aim and the other one is actual aim. And um, anyway, uh, you can do flips and twists and slow down, uh, slow motion. And like I said, you can probably just cheese the whole thing 
all the way through. But that's not what the game is about. The game is about is looking as cool and getting as many cool points as you can and like maybe recording it and putting it on, you know, showing it to your friends because you can do some really cool things on here. And it's like a physics space. So, uh, you know, things react in semi-realistic ways. Um, Yeah, I had a hell of a time with it. There was a there was a time when this was blowing up like a two week span on uh, Steam. It's overwhelmingly positive on Steam, and now it's free on the Game Pass. So definitely worth the download. Definitely. Hmm. Uh, lastly, on Game Pass this week was Halo Infinite. I didn't download it. Um, I, none of us did. Maybe you know, next week. I'm down. Actually, I'm downloading it now. So m- maybe I'll play it next week. Next week's going to be a weird week because of Thanksgiving. It's a short work week. Um, I don't know if that means more gaming or less gaming. We'll see. Uh, but uh, funny enough, I've, I mean, yeah, I can pretty much say I've never played Halo multiplayer. Um, that sounds crazy, but, you know, I was playing TF2 when you guys were all on console playing that stuff. And um, I couldn't imagine anything better at the time. Uh, and... Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, this is only the multiplayer portion, and then the uh, campaign is going to release. Uh, when did you say, Chris? Uh, I think it's December 8th. December 8th. And then um, do you know if that's going to be on Game Pass as well? Like, Yes, that'll be on Game Pass. Okay, cool. Fucking Game Pass, man. Taking over. Well, they are adding a lot of things, but it's also important to note that some things are leaving uh, game pass from time to time. I saw something saying that destiny two was leaving game pass. I don't know where it's going. I mean, I haven't played that game in forever, so it doesn't really affect me, but it would, it it would be kind of weird to be playing something on game pass and then all of a sudden it's gone and you can't continue to play it. If it's a game that you really care about. That's strange though, because I thought isn't destiny Bungie and isn't Bungie Microsoft. Yeah, but Remember, it bounced around a little bit. Well, no, Bungie, they, I mean, they, they've gone back and forth. But um, they were on Steam for a while, then they were on something else. Uh, I don't know. They've moved around quite a bit, and it looks like they're they're continuing to do so. Michael but, Keaton is film secrets. Michael Keaton, film secrets. Uh, so, yeah, you, you got to watch out for that. And there's always things that are, that are leaving Game Pass, but I probably not as big as destiny Two because that's a game that people like go back to and play a lot and i remember when they made a switch to some other platform i remember having to go to a website and fill out some information in order to transfer my data Uh, over there well at least that's an option Mm -hmm. yeah well i don't know what they're doing this time yeah yeah game pass man i've been trying to um trying to use that as much as I can recently because I think my subscription expires in late January. So I installed Sea of Thieves again, and that game is like 80 gigs or something. I think I needed to clear on my hard drive in order to install that. Uh, I installed it, loaded it up, and then immediately I remembered a lot of things I didn't like about that game. So you Mm. can't just join somebody else's game like, hey, I want to just play with some randos. Can't do that, Mm. apparently. Um, you have to make your own world every time mm-hmm. or, or join a friend or join with other people. Yeah. Interesting. So that, that's well, not that great. Cause I would never want to play that game alone, but uh, yeah, but at least it's, you know, it's basically made for you and your friends to play. Well, that's yeah, but for. I don't see why you couldn't just play with randoms, you know? Yeah. Like, troll. Well, 
Is that true? Because people rob each other and steal from random other people all the time. Well, when you join a a game, you go in there with other people, but they have their own ships. But mm-hmm. I can't just say, I want to join this guy's ship or like, there's not like a list of um, servers and, oh, this one's got three out of four right. players. I'll jump in and complete that team. I uh, see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which it seems really strange, but I do remember that from the first time I played uh, the game. Also that FOV um, needs to go way higher. It caps out at 90 and I get dizzy like playing this game. I just feel like I'm way too zoomed in. I don't know who I was talking to. Oh, I was talking to um, John. We were playing uh, Gears of War 5 together. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some, something came up about FOV. And I was like, it's very, like, I've never, I never notice the difference in it. I've never used a FOV slider ever. Really? I just don't get it. Like, I. I mean, I, I guess I get what it does. Well, if you go into the settings and adjust it, it'll show you right away. No, no, I've done that yeah. just to see what it does. That's really weird because you're on an ultra wide too, yeah. so you mm-hmm. need a very high FOV. Yeah, I'm I'm on a uh, it's a 16 by nine display. It's four, uh, 1440p, and I usually set mine to 100, and that seems even a little too wide. It gets a little fisheye, but I still like that than being too close. When's the last time that you are you thought about a monitor? Or are you just super happy with yours? Yeah, I don't see any reason to change mine. Because I remember you stay, you have 20, how, how big is it? 27 inches. Yeah, and you yeah. went that because you you were you wanted something smaller because you're playing a lot of uh, um, Heroes of the Storm at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been easier playing an RTS on a smaller monitor. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't really play much of those anymore. So That's what I'm saying. So maybe sense. it's ultra-wide. Yeah, and honestly, the, the number one priority for my, my desktop is uh, video editing, too. Like, that takes a priority. Video games are just kind of like, whatever, dude. Right. Like, it really doesn't matter. But when I was playing Heroes of the Storm, I wanted, like, every competitive edge I could get. So, right. yeah, that's why I was considering. So would a large screen help you for video video editing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All that landscape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, an ultra-wide would, would be really nice for that, but um, it would it would probably create other problems, too, because... The the world does not is not like gone over to ultra wide. So websites start to look funny when you stream. It looks really weird. You know, mm. just streaming. Yeah, I've always had that issue yeah. for sure. I was on a Zoom call with somebody, and then they were sharing their screen, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's got an ultra wide." So he he um he was sharing like uh, like SQL queries, and I had to like zoom in to see what he's talking about because it was just so wide, and it was like letterboxed, but. Anyway, yeah, anyway. haven't jumped onto the ultra wide train yet, although it would be kind of nice for video editing, just having all that to work with. So let's jump in on our game of the weeks real quick. Uh, it's Age of Empires 4. Uh, at the end of next week or ne- next podcast will be our, you know, like wrap up on it. But um, I just went through the tutorial. I had a really good time with that. I, I loved the, the UI. I love how clean it was. But you've been playing a bunch, huh? Uh, yeah, I played this when it came out, and then I started playing more of it this week. And yeah, I really like this game. Uh, I talked a lot about it when it first came out, but some new things that I've noticed, I've started playing the campaign more. I've been doing more uh, multiplayer versus, and also they have an observe option, so you can go watch other people's games. That seemed really cool. I did it, but then I had to wait like three minutes 
until they got far enough ahead that I could then start watching because they don't want you watching in real time. You know, obviously there's some issues with that. So mm. they make you wait. And apparently the game that oh, I chose- Oh, for to, ghosting or whatever? Well, yeah. They don't, like if you were friends yeah. with someone, they'd say, yeah. okay, the, the enemy is doing this or doing that. You right. can totally cheat. But um, I guess the game that I chose to watch, they had just started. So I had to wait till I got a couple minutes into it before I could start viewing it. Uh, maybe if I had joined one that was- more or well into the game that wouldn't have happened uh the multiplayer the versus is great it's um they've changed the default uh win condition though it, you have to build a what do they call it a wonder a wonder and defend it for a certain amount of time or capture three relics and hold them and usually in these games it's just wipe out the enemy right, right? so it that took a little. Oh, they took that to away. There's not wipe out I the think, enemy. I think you can set it back to that mode, but by default, it's uh, set to the other one. Uh, but yeah, that's been good. I'm actually doing really well in that, but I've been getting carried a lot too. Um, and I, you really just have to do the research and figure out what uh, what culture is good at what and what their advantages are. Um, uh, so, is your recommendation? I think that this goes for most games. Just get good at one. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's usually the best thing to do is just get good at one character, one class, one whatever. And then through that, you learn the other ones. You learn how to play against them. So yeah. when you go to play them, you know a little bit more how to play them. But yeah, it's I find that to work best in most games. But what I really want to talk about is the single player campaign. That's what uh, I've been playing too. They start you off with the Battle of Hastings, which is a pretty significant point in history in 1066. Do you, are you familiar with it? No. Oh, okay. well, I've heard. Yeah, the I've Battle heard of Hastings, yeah. 1066. But that's about it. Uh, so Normandy invades England, and it, it's actually why um, the English language has changed a lot and includes a lot of French words, because um, when they invaded there and took over. Uh, but it's a great place to start, and I love medieval history. I really don't care for like, like a lot of the uh, stuff later, like uh, colonial mm -hmm. history and stuff. I find it so boring, but medieval history I always found so fascinating. Um, but yeah, that's a great place to, to start and they kind of tutorialize you and then they start you off in this first campaign and you know, you have these little missions to do and they give you a history lesson and age of empires has always been about the history lessons mm. and the, the cutscenes that they have and the videos that they unlock, they look like they're straight out of the history channel. They're these really cool, very short one to two minute vignettes that explain, uh, explain things very simply like anybody could understand it and it looks like um kind of what they used to do on the history channel where they used like the um the total war engine or whatever mm -hmm. to uh oh, replicate right, right, right. the battles yeah. and the, they use actual footage of this is where the battle took place and then they overlay like the video game characters on top of it um that's so dope man yeah yeah and you get like this really quick really interesting lesson i guess if you're into it what's also cool is you unlock these videos and it'll be like a minute and a half and it'll, and it'll just be on the crossbow. And, you know, this is how the crossbow was invented. And this is like how they would load it. And they have one on castles. And like, this is how castles were built. And you put the big rocks on the outside, the little ones in the middle, and then you cement them together. And then you do the stairs with a limestone because they're easier to cut. And they've got this group of people that are like these extreme cosplayers. <laughs> that are building a castle with the tools that they had back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're showing them like basically creating a castle from rock and, rocks and stone 
Rock and stone. Rock and stone. <laughs> oh, God. But they're creating a castle just from rocks like they would back then. And it's all just like very compact, very concise, and very interesting and very well shot. Like the footage, the B-roll they got is fantastic. There's one on uh, early in the game. There's one on uh, the castle. There's one on uh, the crossbow and uh, one on chain mail, which is really interesting. Like you make all these little rings and then you put them together and you have to have like five connected and then... It has to has, have the uh, cloth to absorb the impact, like just super interesting stuff, yeah. like really informative. I was, um, so when I got to the main screen, the start, Battle of Hastings, right? Um, I saw like unlock first video and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's odd. Like you don't see that very often unlocking videos, but uh, if they're well done, then yeah, I'm looking forward to all of them. Yeah, they're short and they're really interesting. I highly recommend them. I can almost just watch that. I, I'm I'm kind of like bothered that I have to unlock all of them. I just want to watch them. Fuck this game! I just <laughs> just go to the History Channel, man. So, what do you think, Bobby? Like DLC comes out for this on Game Pass. You are you gonna part with some shekels for it if it's like of this quality? I mean, maybe we'll see how how far I get with this. But they definitely need to add some DLC. I'd, it's like any of these games. There's so much more that that they could add to it. It, it's so easy to just be like, okay, we'll add this culture. We'll, we'll add that one. Like that's, it, it's easy content to create. I think. Who's your team? Um, I, I've only played as the French or the British. Mm. So Mongols are super appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, there's the mongrels, uh, mongrels, Mongols, uh, and yeah, I can't remember the uh, all the other ones, but I think there's only eight. There was just a list right now. Okay. I saw the Russ. I don't know if that's proto-Russian. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. before before Bruce. Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, really good game, man. Like I just I really like the presentation and the visual style of this game. It's it's clean, it's simple, it's um it's very like kind of utilitarian. It's not like it's not like visually very busy or annoying like I find a lot of other games. Um, and yet it's very complex too. So highly recommend it. Probably going to keep playing this. Um, I don't, I'm probably going to continue with the campaign. I don't know. I, I don't know if That's I want to push I'm my most... winning streak in the, uh, versus. That's what I'm looking forward to, dude, is the, uh, is a single player, just a campaign. Cause I, I'm terrible at RPS. So if, if I start dying, I'm just going to put it on easy. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Easy, easier the better. Yeah, let me unlock those videos, man. <laughs> oh yeah, here's the uh, the castle one. So it looks like they are on YouTube. You can just go watch them there. Oh, and I love the little like when you're building shit, and you can see it here. The drawings, the sketches of the blueprints are live with the, what you're building and stuff. And they're just the the blueprints are just jumping around the little workers and all that stuff. I mm. love how that looks, man. Oh, that is yeah. great. And, you know, the fog of war also looks like hand drawn before you uncover it, like in the darkness. Uh, what a nice touch. They have to do any of that. Yeah. But they did, and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what else have we been playing here? I don't know. What have you been playing? Well, I started playing Divinity Original Sin 2. So I had just gotten to Arx. This is where I left off when I stopped playing the game. I got to Arx, which is the last island. 
And I, was, I thought, this is a good stopping point, so I'll just uh, leave it here and I'll pick it up again later. I jump back into the game. It's been a long, long time. So I spent probably half an hour just going through my inventory, checking the, the skills and the, the talents and rearranging everything, get my characters all set up and basically reacquainting myself with all my characters. Uh, and then after that, I was actually able to play the game. And yeah, it's, it's still a great game. We've talked about it way too much, but here's what I want to talk about. Something new happened with this game because Larian has got a couple of games uh, under their belt. Now they, I guess, felt it necessary to create their own launcher. So when you load up the game from Steam, you have to load into the game and I had to create an account. Oh no. Yeah. But, and then it was super annoying. I'm like, this is bullshit, man. You guys got Divinity 1 and 2 and then Baldur's Gate. Okay, whatever. But then I saw the name of the launcher. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. It's called the Larry Launcher. <laughs> like, what's up with that, dude? The Larry Launcher. <laughs> that's pretty good, right? <laughs> it sounds like a catapult that sounds <laughs> throws people out of the fucking uh, suburbs, dude. <laughs> no, no, it's Larry, L-A-R-I. No, I get it. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm spelling it for uh, Christian here because he's trying to. Yeah, the Larry Launcher. Oh, I'm more interested in what the Larry Launcher was. Larry <laughs> Launcher's Twitter? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, yeah, that was annoying, but then also kind of funny, but whatever. But did it work? Yeah, I created an account, and I was able to get in, and all my stuff was there. And... Dude, it's like, okay, they toil so hard on these games. Obviously, they I mean, they work so, so hard. If they want, if this, if this is going to get them a little more money, they think, or whatever it is, do it, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want them to get as much as they possibly can without robbing me because they're making the best of what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Yeah. I'm interested in Baldur's Gate 3 because that's how I was playing uh, uh, Divinity. I. I realized, like, man, I, I really like this game, but I just really like the combat. I don't know if Baldur's Gate 3, I imagine that is a lot of the RPG and talking to people as well, too. So, I don't know. Um, so, I just finished Critical Role Campaign 2. To say to say that that was a, a lot, dude. So, uh, Critical Role is a play podcast. It's probably the biggest D&D &D play podcast um, it's a bunch of boy, voice actors that you're familiar with because they do all the voices for all the video games we play. A lot of them, anyway. Um, like McCree from uh, Overwatch and uh, the cast of um, The Last of Us 2. Uh, both women on there are, are on the cast as well. Anyway, uh, every episode's four, four hours, three to four hours, and there's mm. like 145 episodes in Campaign 2. So, yeah, like 600 hours. Is that about right? Yeah. Seven? I don't know. A lot of hours. And uh, luckily, I, I have a job where um, I can listen to stuff all day. And it's the only way I get through my workday uh, comfortably. And uh, it was great, man. Like, you know, it was more about the 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 journey than it was the the ending i thought the ending was it was good it wasn't fan fucking tastic you know like i um at the end of uh, other ones uh, but it was good I, I was super glad that i i listened to the whole thing so then my choices were oh by the way it took them three and a half years to finish campaign two so 
um, because they only play on Thursdays. Uh, campaign one was shorter, I believe, and they were just playing from home. All these voice actors were just playing at home. And then somebody's like, hey, maybe we should put this on Twitch for charity. This is back in 2016, I think, 16, 17. Uh, and I started listening to those episodes, and they are rough, dude. It's like us on our first episodes, you know? But now, because campaign three has started, I don't like to wait for next week and next week. So I'm you just going to build up. And yeah, it. exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to campaign one. I'm kind of like roughing it right now. Cause the audio is terrible. I think they're using one mic like we used to, you know, oh, yeah. and there is, <laughs> it is bad, but it, it's also kind of cool to see where they came from. And they're like, Hey, we got 50 subscribers guys, you know, and that kind of stuff. And now they're like, I think campaign two, uh, the, the, what do you call it? when people you know the premiere of campaign two i think like 2.3 million people were watching like it's fucking giant um i don't know how many people showed up for campaign three but uh yeah man it's great and obviously the production value is great um (laughs) matthew mercer who's the dm is so good that people on the D uh, the D and D subreddit are talking about the, this thing called the Mercer effect, where people expect their DMs to be as good as he is, and like they're it's just a letdown every time. Like there's nobody that can do a hundred different voices, have all this different backstory. Like it's insane how it's almost like there's times where I'm like, is he using voice? Is he using digital tools to help mm. but no he's it's just it's just him man it's incredible it's incredible but it's the, probably the nerdiest thing that i do wow i'm like i'm working out about the, all these fucking i'm working around all these fucking burly construction workers and i'm like if they knew what i was listening to right now like i'd probably get beat up on the spot <laughs> i don't know man nerds are everywhere I'd be surprised not, not on the construction side besides me i don't think maybe a few <laughs> Uh, I don't know. See, I wonder what people who are not nerds or into geek culture do for fun. I'm like, what? You know, because they're out there. There's people that aren't like into video yeah, games would, or like yeah. like movies or comic books or stuff. I'm like, what do you even do? They like dude? drink and watch sports. Yeah. They sports, drink beers sports. and watch sports. It's probably a lot of sports or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they go <laughs> fishing or something. I don't know, dude. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Uh, yeah That's it's crazy, it. man. Yeah. Um, all right. I wanted to comment on uh, steam family sharing. There's something interesting happened this week, just the other day. So I was, um, I was using your library playing slay the spire, still plugging away at that going for the achievements. I'm almost at, uh, uh, Ascension 10. I I'm working on that. I know that's an achievement anyway. Um, I was doing that. So I'm using your library and then I noticed something in Steam that says my library is in use. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Who's using my library? And then it was you using my library. <laughs> it was probably Slime Rancher. Yeah, it was Slime Rancher. So I assume Milo was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I didn't know you could do that. So, because if I were to play a, right. a, a game from my library, right. it would have kicked kick. you off. Yeah. If you were to play a game from your library, it would have kicked me off. But because we're playing each other's libraries, we can play it at the same time. It's kind of like a double Dutch rudder. Yeah, I guess so. It's not man. gay if you're not touching your own uh, somebody else's dick, right? <laughs> I guess so. So, yeah, man. Apparently, you can do that with uh, Steam Family Sharing. You can play each other's libraries at the same time, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
<laughs> I've talked about it forever. I'm like, how are they shooting themselves in the foot? It's so good, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're 69, virtual 69, man. Whoa. <laughs> oh, it just got weird. Uh, right, I got to knock some stuff off my list. I haven't talked. I talked a bunch about Critical Role and nothing else. Um, so I got Forza Horizons 5 to work. Um, it wasn't that hard. Um, I Yeah, you just... Um, do you run Just, as administrator? Yeah, run as administrator, and, and that okay. worked. Um, I, what sucks is I spent fucking two and a half hours trying to f- figure out what the root cause was and uh, last week, and I, I never did. But anyway, this game's fucking awesome, man. Um, I love part four, and I love part five. It's a lot of the same, but the same is good. Uh, they They have a formula, and it fucking works. Um, even when you're driving to different events, you're having fun and you're building points and just from the, if you like the, what the game is, just driving down roads at insane speeds in crazy cars. Uh, if you like that little bit, then you'll like everything else that they did, which is so much there is so much so many things to do there's you could go try to find new cars in like abandoned buildings you can try to get extra xp by hitting these boards that are hidden throughout the 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 game there's um the races there's the online races there's these things called uh playgrounds that pop up virtually it's almost like a um like like a a world event in an mmo so like drivers will all drive to it and then like whatever you you all So this is have, an open world racing game? Yeah, it's an open world racing game basically. Hmm. Yeah. Um but it's that pseudo online, right? So you're driving around, you're seeing other players in their cars, but it's not actually them driving it, right? They're called uh drivatars. Um so they're representing them. And then if you you can set your drivatar to like challenge people all day and then you at the end you'll get accolades for how your car did when you weren't playing stuff like that and points um Hmm. and then when i play when i play like uh, a verse ai race they'll be named after everybody that i know so like there's rubber nuts and there's um orconius and there's this and there and uh yeah, it's it's just cool to see their names up there. Obviously, it's not them playing, but it could be if I went online and played online and they were online. Uh, but no, it's just your drivatars trying to earn points for them uh, while they're offline, basically, um, hmm. which is really cool. It's just like a virtual presence of you when you're not playing. Uh, I also found my truck that I play that I have in real life. I found it on there. I dropped 200000 credits into it making it a like lambo type vehicle but it's it's obviously a truck um it's i'm glad that you can't just break the game this truck was so fucking fast i couldn't keep it on the dirt tracks obviously a truck goes on dirt tracks you're just flying flying off the track in all directions it was i couldn't hit the checkpoints it was ridiculous so ironically the sweet spot for my truck is like in the a class uh, so I had to drop it down three uh, levels, which cost me additional money. I couldn't just, like, take it back. Now I had to pay more money to buy the parts to get it better than stock, but 
lower than where I was. I thought so. I had to, ended up paying like two hundred and fifty thousand credits, which is almost everything that I had uh, to get my truck where it's at. But now I, I love it. It's my main car. Um, so that's what I use most of the time. There's a lot of off-road stuff. Um, yeah, uh, beautiful Mexican scenery. Yeah, like like everything about it. Love this mm-hmm. game. Does it take a long time to build up credits to get a decent car and customize it? No, because um, you're always, I mean, what is this kind of like? It's almost like a mobile game. Like, no matter what you do, you're getting rewarded. And this is like, bling, 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 bling. Um, you're getting these things called uh, spins. That's another thing that you get. And it just happens automatically of just you just doing things. Mm-hmm. And you spin a, um, what do you call it, like a slot machine. And on that slot machine, you could get a ton of credits. Uh, you could get just whatever bullshit, or you could win straight up cars. And just randomly, you'll get like really rare ones or just normal ones. Then you can sell them on the auction house. Um, one thing I do have to stress, and everybody that hasn't played this game should know: this is not a simulation. It's not Gran Turismo. This is arcade. You're just having fun. Like if you crash, just hit the rewind button, and you fucking rewind. All the way back to before you fucking set up yourself for failure, uh, you you can't abuse it because you run out of rewind ability. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's beautiful, it's fun, it's fast. The frames you can put it on unlimited. Uh, it's you're just fucking flying, and it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I don't know what else to fucking say about it. So it's like an idle game, kind of. Well, you have to race. Well, yeah, you can get points while you're offline, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not nothing compared to you actually racing. Oh, it's actually doing stuff. Yeah. I see. Not even close. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I don't even know if you do get credits, but you just kind of like, like how this is how your avatar did while you were offline or whatever. Hmm. Your yeah. drive-a-tar. You get a report. Yeah, your drive-a-tar. Terrible name. Drive-a-tar. Uh, this is on Game Pass? This is on Game Pass, yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. You know, a lot of stuff you're like, uh, how could they charge? This is definitely when you play it, when you, yeah, it's a $60 game up and down, but maybe even more if, mm-hmm. if it wasn't on Game Pass. Um, Chris, you want to talk about Game Night? Uh, sure. I can talk about Game Night. Uh, so in the Discord, we had a tabletop simulator night. Awesome, because every game in the world is on Tabletop Simulator, every board game in the world, and some video games, too, which was always interesting to see. People try to remake them um, remake them in a Tabletop Simulator in some semi-janky way. But uh, we had a really good turnout. It was really fun. Uh, we played some uh, Trivial Pursuit. Uh, we went through a couple different categories. Um, Bobby, trivial if Pursuit? You're trivi- I, th- I thought you guys were going to play Coup. Uh, we we did play Q. We played Q, but you know, apparently Gummy just is really good at lying, so he can't he can't lose. So that got old pretty quick. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we played some Trivial Pursuit because we were like, yeah, we need a good ten player game, Trivial Pursuit. You know, we, everyone gets pie. We're all good. We tried the Lord of the Rings version, and uh, then we realized that someone playing with us, Burn Division, um, he's never watched the movies. Oh wow! And, and that that kind of struck me as like, I thought everyone, everyone had to have watched the movies, right? Like, but at the, by this point, 
And I say that as someone who doesn't watch a lot of movies, you know, I just thought it was like Lord of the Rings. That's a movie you watch. Yeah, I'd say most people have seen that that movie, you know, even if they're not particularly into that. I'll be honest. I don't know how good I would do a trivial pursuit. I've read, I've seen all the movies. I've read one of the books, but I, I don't think I know a lot about that universe. (laughs) You do, you do pretty well. The most of the questions were pretty simple and compared to like normal trivial pursuit, which we were getting like crazy questions because we also played that too. Uh, it took us a while to realize, you know, trivial pursuit isn't fun. So we stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I remember on a previous game night, we all played Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fun, but you didn't know who Dr. Seuss was. And I thought that was a bit odd. <laughs> so, okay, okay. I don't know. Let's maybe that's point. why you're not having a good time. Let's, here. let's not point fingers at people who know and don't know things, you know, uh, after, after I literally just did that. Um, I probably knew who Dr. Se- was I high? Sometimes, you know, information doesn't <laughs> go under the old noggin. Of course, I don't know. Of course you are high, dude. <laughs> it was a um, game night we're ripping high. <laughs> and I was high this time, too. And I thought I was doing way better until we played Codenames. Uh, I'm not. Do you guys know what Codenames are? No. no. No, what's that? All right. So there's two teams. You have an eight by eight grid of cards in between these two teams, all with different words on it. And each team has a Codemaster. And they each have a grid. Oh, uh, they're sharing a grid. W- some cards are for the left team. Some cards are for the right team. But they can only give, as a hint, one word around and a number. And that number is how many cards that word applies to. So these are like all different cards. Mm. And you want to get your team to guess your cards and not your enemy's cards. Because if your team guesses a card that is near yours, obviously the other team gets the point. Um so we were playing this, and it's really fun and well done in Tabletop Simulator because they automate um, a lot of a lot of the stuff, and there's a timer and everything. It's really handy. And uh, Recycled gave a clue to our team that was the last word on the on the board was straw, and he said suck, and I was really high. And everyone on my team's like suck, yeah, straw, straw. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, guys, why is suck straw? Why is suck straw? I, I don't get it. Someone tell me why suck is straw. And they were like, you sucked out of a straw. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was only thinking of like farm straw, you know, like straw in your mouth. I was like, I'm, I, oh. I don't think you should suck on that. Anyway, <laughs> or like you can, but it, it just doesn't come to mind. Anyways, so we had a lot of fun playing that. Probably the funnest game of the night. Uh, it was super fun. And you too can have a lot of fun if you join us in Discord. It's pretty easy to get to. Just discord.gg slash DLG. It even kind of rhymes. It rhymes. It, it rhymes, guys. Right? GG, DLG, something like that. I mean, yes, G rhymes with G. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Thanks. Thank you. And uh, uh, another thing with Tabletop Simulator, I found Star Wars Rebellion, the board game, which I've always wanted to play. I found it in a board game shop, and it's like $180. It's so intricate with all these pieces. Um, it takes a couple sessions, from what I understand, to play through a whole game. So if anyone out there is interesting, uh, I just pitched Bobby on it, and uh, he was kind of, he's pretty warm. I, I think we can convince him, but we, we could use two other players. So if you're interested, So if it's up to four players, uh, is it 2v2, 1v1v1v1? Uh, it's, it'll be two teams versus each other, and okay. you just kind of break up the planets that like the Rebellion and the Empire owns in, into two. Okay. And then, yeah. And you can just, you can save the game in Tabletop Simulator too, so we don't have to do it all in one session. 
Oh yeah, we'll need to, I think, because yeah. um, it said like eight hours to do one game, so that'll at least be wow. maybe eight. Like a risk, but Star Wars Rebellion, the video game, I've talked about that before. I I love that game. I bought that off the shelf back in the nineties. I I really liked that game. Yeah, that was one of the first uh, like kind of the grand ish strategy types mm-hmm. that I've played, and okay. it was it was super fun. And uh, I beat you probably like four or five times because you're not really good at it. That game, I don't know. Right? Mm, I don't know about that. Oh well, you were playing the. Okay, that game is not set up fairly. Wow, wow. That's what losers say usually. (laughs) No, I moved all my starships away and I forgot that if you're the Empire, you automatically lose if they invade um, Coruscant. Yeah, Mm. and with the the Rebels, you can put your hidden base wherever you want and it's hidden Mm. and you can move it throughout the game. So it's a moving target. You never know where it's at. So... If you're playing the Empire, you like you got to keep Coruscant for, uh, fortified with defenses. I, I hope they got about that. I hope that they're stronger or get some kind of bonus because that sounds like a huge downside. They're su- I think they start off with more resources. Yeah, like, they're amazingly sense. strong. They have star destroyers, and I'm running like all right, guys. All right, guys. I get. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tagloro says that uh, apparently you're still high. Um, and, uh, Captain Gummy's falling out of his chair wanting to play this with you guys. I don't know about that, Gummy. See, Gummy was really high when we were playing TTS, but he was also in VR, so <laughs> he couldn't figure anything out. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't press anything. He couldn't pick anything up. He was, he was, Gummy, you were fucking dead weight, dude. You got to do better. And I know you can when you play Rebellion with us, so it'll all be good. Oh, man, I was hoping that it was just like plug and play where you just grab pieces and move them around the war game world. You can't, huh? Uh, well, the lotion and recycled were on VR, too, and they were like picking up stuff. And I think Gummy eventually figured it out. But they were all I think they were all on different systems. One was on Oculus. I think Gummy was on an index. And so all the controls are different between. Them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm glad that was fucking. It's been a while since a game night really did well. Or like we even had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to sound so fucking sad like <laughs> Yeah, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. <laughs> um, I also played another driving game. I'm not a huge driving like I I only play Forza Horizons. I don't play other fucking driving games. But I went last night, uh we went to the movie theaters, we saw Ghostbusters, I'll touch on that in a second. Um, but then we went back to the people that we saw the Ghostbusters with, which uh last night was special, man. It's been so long since like it was like two families. We took the kids to go see Ghostbusters. Um, might as well just get into that, too. Um, you know, it was a family affair. There's a bunch of other families there. Uh, it felt like a what we used to take for granted. You know, I hadn't been to theaters in like two years. Apparently, Bobby, I was paying for uh, AMC Pass the entire pandemic while they were closed. I'm going to try to fight that. Wow. Yeah. It's like you you probably got some sort of benefit or bonus or rewards thing. Cause I think my girlfriend did the same thing, but she got some sort of compensation for not canceling. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find out what yeah. that is. Um, so anyway, uh, I thought the movie was great. Um, but well, good. It's a good movie, especially with kids. Um, it, it pays homage to the, the uh, old movies plus setting up future movies with like passing the torch 
and being entertaining. I thought it was, the comedy was good. Um, there, you know, there's stuff that you just kind of roll your eyes at, but overall, if you just kind of like you're there for a good time, you're gonna have a good time. Um, so anyway, we go back to the other family's house, and you know, he's uh, he would be a PC gamer if like his wife would let would let him. You know, he's got like this old Radeon card and all this stuff. But what he does have is like four hundred fifty dollar driving setup. So uh, that he bought whoever, whenever. So. Uh, he's got like a PlayStation driving wheel. Uh, it's got, you know, metal pedals and a shifter. It all felt really good. The shifter was a little kind of like joysticky, but overall, I, you know, leather, leather and metal, like a fucking car. It was great. Um, and he, the piece de resistance, like he said, was the, uh, the handbrake. The handbrake was like a real handbrake from, a rally car that I guess some company takes those and adapts them for uh PlayStation. I mean, for fucking video games. So he plugs that in and, and <laughs> he had this, you know, we have all this technology around us. And at the end of the day, you still got to fucking do some physics or whatever, some old school fucking just get her done type stuff. Um, I guess every time he braked hard, broke, break, braked, uh, hard he would his chair on wheels would push back from the rig or the rig would slide forward it was like you know you can't stay in one place so he has this rope <laughs> that he ties the rig the driving rig to his chair and it works out great it's perfect uh but it's a funny little thing that we're like you can't really do anything with any force because you're going to slide away from the rig anyway so uh, the only game that his computer can uh, run is Dirt Rally 2. Uh, and I was actually surprised with the graphics and the game. It's a, when did this come out? 2019, so it's not too old. Uh, the graphics are pretty good. His computer was running it pretty good. Um, unfortunately, when you're running with this rig, you know, you, you're probably like six feet away. And he had like a smaller screen. So that kind of took a lot away from it. But the rig was great, man. The fucking force feedback, the feeling, the bumps on the rally roads, the jumps. Uh, even even when I was having engine failure because I rammed the shit out of all, a bunch of trees, I could feel the I could feel the engine struggling it through the wheel. It was great. Um, this is a hardcore simulation, though. Um, there's a guy. I don't know if you guys know anything about rally, but you know you have your navigator. And you guys drive it beforehand, not in the game. And, you know, he takes notes. And then while you're racing, he's reading off the notes to you. And he's so calm and fucking British smug. I, I, it was, it was so, it was aggravating, aggravating to me. And especially since I don't know any of what he's saying means. It's like, uh, slope right to the right. Uh, watch out for, uh, small bumps. And then, and, and meanwhile, my f- car's on fire. My wheels are flying off. And he's like, uh, I think we're having engine problems. Like, so calm. Like, I guess Bobby, basically. And, uh, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like fucking driving for my life over here. And, uh, yeah, it was the worst part of the game. But also, if you're into it, then it, you, you basically need it because you don't, like Forza, you don't have a map that's showing you how severe these turns that are coming up are 
So you have to listen to them. It's all mm-hmm. there's a whole number system and everything. Um, yeah, I used to yeah. play a lot of Sega Rally Championship on the Sega Saturn, and that's how I kind of got acquainted with uh, rally racing. And you'd have someone, but in that game, the guy would like yell it out like hairpin right, you know. And no, he this had guy's a little so calm. Dude. Okay, um, yeah, but, but I mean, if you're into it, if you're into that shit, and you know what they're saying, I was I was very impressed with this game actually. The graphics were pretty good. Yeah, and I, I think you know having the whole setup, and then I was thinking, oh, do I do I want this for Forza? Do I want to spend five hundred bucks on a on a driving rig? And I, it's so arcadey that like a controller's fine. If I was more into simulation, then yeah, I think I would go the whole route. But the game would have to support that device, right? Because it's got some sort of rumble feedback system. Yeah, he said it was plug and play though, even though it was the PlayStation version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I wonder how complicated that is on PC. No, it's on PC. Oh, you were playing it at his house on PC? On PC. Okay. Older PC, uh, but the PlayStation version, but it's just plug and play with the, what well, he said. I don't know. You're playing the PlayStation version on PC? The PlayStation rig. Oh, The driving okay. wheel and the, the everything, but the, uh, the hand. It was uh, meant rig. for a, a PlayStation. Yeah, but it works okay. on PC. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess it's time for listener questions here. Before we do that, quick shout out to Zap Indigo, subbing for 12 months. It says, yo, yo. <laughs> 12 months, man. One year. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, Zap, that's what I would say, too. <laughs> Gummy says, after 18 months, I've been wanting to play Below Zero. Oh, that was earlier when we were talking about Subnautica. Yeah. 18 months, year and a half. Got some nice, even numbers on the subscriptions today. I'm glad that you find that satisfying. All right. First question from Zap. What difficulty do you usually play games on? As I've gotten older, I've moved from playing games on hard to normal to easy, as I feel like my time is more valuable than the achievement of beating a game on a hard difficulty. Well, the achievement isn't why I play on hard, if I do play on hard, uh... I play on hard because that's where uh, it's the most fun because you want to be challenged somewhat. But 100%, I'm right with you, dude. I've gone from, in general, going from hard to normal uh, just because, yeah, I it's not worth the extra time. Why try eight times if I could try once or twice? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different ways to scale difficulty. You could make the enemies have more hit points or do more damage or just give the player less resources. Uh, and so it really depends on how the game's scaling the difficulty. But I usually just play on normal. I feel like that's the intended difficulty level by the developers. And then easier, easier or harder is like an adjustment or just a scaling of some factor. But what I've noticed too, is I've gotten a lot better at video games throughout the years that I've been playing them. So normal feels like easy to me on most games. Mm. Uh, But yeah, if it's a single player game, it's like, you know, who are you trying to impress here? Like nobody cares. Like if you beat the game on hard, I mean, that that could be important to some people. Yeah, but it could be more fun. It's probably more fun if it's more challenging. Uh, if it's more challenging, yeah. But like, but there's a limit to that for sure. Like I said, like it depends on what what they're scaling. Because if they're just increasing the hit points of the enemies, it's like, is that really more fun? You just have to shoot more bullets in them. Like I don't know. It makes it more difficult, but it's not really any more complex or 
interesting to figure out, you know. In uh, Resident Evil, that was the first game where it wasn't just that. The original Resident Evil, I remember, or Resident Evil 2, uh, you play at different difficulty levels and it was just sappy of resources. Like no resources, mm -hmm. very little bullets. Yeah, well, that game was big on resource management. That yeah. was a big part of the game. Like you didn't just go around shooting zombies, you know, you had to really be careful with your ammunition and your heals. All right, Zap also asks, what's one extremely underrated game that you think people should give another shot? Mad Max for me, even though uh, Bobby disagrees with me. I, <laughs> I thought it was so much fun, man. I I don't feel like that one was underrated, though. People like that one. I feel like it was like, you know, 75% or something like that. Well, it... A lot of games based on movies, people are just like, eh, you know, they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a money grab, but yeah. it was, you know, it, it was pretty much because when they used to do that, they would just copy whatever popular, uh, genre or format games had at the time. So at the time that Mad Max came out, the whole open world thing was really popular, but they did a decent job at it. Well, it was off by two points. It's a 73. Yeah, it's weird. The uh, meta score is at 73, but on Steam it's at 90%. So I think, yeah, it looks like you're right, Emilio. Yeah, I played it on, I played it on Steam. Uh, it, it wasn't, I'm not like a huge Mad Max fan, although I, I think the movie's fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, the newest one is the best one. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, and it's some kind of hybrid between the two stories. I feel like there was some stuff from the old one and some stuff from the new movie. Uh, I had a great time with it. Um, some some crazy shit happened that like was completely unscripted. That's what you get from the open world stuff. But I feel like uh, the engine, you know, the missions drove that kind of stuff to happen. Uh, one one story I remember was there's dust storms and they just randomly happen. Uh, it has nothing to do with scripting or anything. It's just sometimes there's a dust storm and crazy winds come through and you got to, you know, hunker up. And I was assaulting a base and in the base, a lot of times they put their, uh, they put a guy in like a, a swing and he's kind of like on this pulley system. So he can go up and down and sh snipe you from, or fight on the ground. He, he's just kind of like a guy on a string. Anyway, the windstorm came and this guy's on a string. He's fucking flying all over the fucking place like like somebody swinging around a yo-yo and he's yelling and shit and I swear none of it's scripted. It just happened as happened that way. I'm losing my shit laughing at this <laughs> I think it was a midget. I think they have a, uh, that's one of the things in the game. Anyway, it was fucking hilarious, man. I I, I couldn't get enough and I appreciated it so much more cuz it wasn't scripted. Hmm. That's just a small, small thing about the game. But yeah, I really like this game. Uh, let's see, an extremely underrated game that people... Slime should... Rancher. <laughs> Slime Rancher. Slime Rancher was pretty big. Yeah. A lot of people did oh. give that a shot. Now, uh, I'll say Awesome Knots, because that game, it, it was a 2D MOBA, 3v3, and I thought it was such a great game, and I played quite a bit of it, but the community is just not really there anymore. They eventually made the game free to play, and they changed a lot of things about about the game as well. 
And it was such a fantastic game. And it was the first one of these 2D MOBAs. There were a couple others that eventually came out. We played a few. There was that Korean one that had to get censored because there was way too much cleavage. Um, but Awesome Knots was, it, and it was built like a Saturday, it was pitched like a Saturday morning cartoon, kind of. Like they had this whole Awesome Knots theme song and the characters like would come bursting out and uh, like all uh, all crazy, like, you know, like a cartoon. Um I really like this game. I thought it was like a good balance of like fun and a little on the simple side, but also, you know, had the complexity of a MOBA. Yeah. But I really, I think they did a lot of things that upset the the small player base that they had. And I don't even know if we could scroll down and see how many people are playing this game right now. It's probably not a lot and not nearly enough. Yeah. 169 people playing this game right now. Yeah. Not enough, even though it is 3v3. But the last time I I tried to play it, I think, a year or so ago, I, I waited in queue for a super long time and it just, it wasn't great, but yeah, it, it's unfortunate. It's like, um, super Monday night combat, you know, just yeah. a, a fantastic game that just, you know, will never come back because a realm Royale. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. That one was all right. It was good. Realm Royale. I mean, it was good for a while. Like, yeah. And for, then they fucked it up. Well, I don't, I don't know if the changes they made like really messed it up or if it just people got sick of it and moved on to something else. But it's tough when you make a game like this because it really has to have a lot of people to, to succeed and games, pretty much any game that you make these days, you're probably not going to have a huge amount of retention of players after a while. People are going to jump on right away and then They'll That's be playing tough, it. Man. Very few of them end up being these Among Us games or, you know, Rust or Dota, where it just has this large community that is always around. God, it's got to be one of the hardest industries to be in. It really does. Well, it depends on what kind of game you're trying to make, though. And I feel like people are... Uh, it, you're really swinging for the fences when you make a game like this, because if you do end up being like Fortnite, then it could be lucrative. But if not, then the game is a complete waste, like Crucible. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately. <sighs> unfortunately. Okay. Um, another question from Zap. Got a lot of Zap questions this week. This one's directed at Emilio. Do you think Anthem was the best game of 2019 and why? Do you still think? Or do you still think? Uh, yeah, man. I fucking loved it. Um, the, the, first of all, they were pushing the graphical boundaries at the time, which is still a fucking super gorgeous game. Uh, and a, a lot of the complaints were like, you know, the end game was terrible. Being a dad and not having a lot of time, I never got to the end game. I was just doing the regular missions. I was having a great time. Like the little bit that I played, the you know, 20 hours or so, we're good. And I was playing with friends, and it was hot at the time. Um, I was tanking, I believe, which, you know, it was really fun uh, playing my role. And you're fucking Iron Man. You're, you're Iron Man. You're playing Iron Man, and you're playing Marvel and D&D &D at the same time. I, I fucking, I dig it. I still dig it. The other day I saw it. I was like, oh, fuck, should I download that? What's it, where's that game at now? But I didn't because there's so much. I love that game, man. Fuck everybody else. All right. Still standing by Anthem. Last question from Hogglefosh. Do the benefits of the internet outweigh its negatives for our Ooh. society? 
Whew. Ending on a heavy one here. Oh. Yeah, catch my breath, man. Oh, fuck. Uh, geez. Hmm. Bobby? <laughs> like, if you were just going to say yes or no, I, just I yes would, or no. I would no. lean towards yes, because I feel like, you know, especially with video and sharing and everything, there's a lot of bad stuff that can happen, but there's also a lot more accountability these days. And we're all learning to get along with each other, even though it's very messy right now and we're still kind of figuring it out. I think we're all, because it used to be able to just live in your own small town and everybody was like you and, you know, you could all talk the same way and say the same things and nobody would be offended. But now we're all in this digital community where you say something and some dude who lives 3000 miles away is super offended at you. So we're, we're figuring that part out, but you know, for the, for the most part, I think that's good. Yeah, I think. Plus, what would we have done if this if this pandemic had happened when we didn't have the internet? Like, say it had happened like early '90s or something, kind of in the nascent phase of the internet. Like, what would we even be doing? We all just read books or something. <laughs> that it's so true, man. Like, uh, before this, before the internet, you were only as smart as the books you've read, and the smartest guy you've ever met that you talk to a lot. That's it. That's all. That, that, those were your knowledge bases. That was it. Uh, and now you could just like, and then fucking bullshit me. There used to be guys walking around be like, my hands are registered fucking weapons. And you're like, what? And like, that's bullshit. And now you can just like, okay, Google, is that possible? And they're like, nope, that's not possible. And now all the bullshit artists which where there are so many in my life, my dad included, you know, that's all gone. You can't be a bullshit no, artist I mean, anymore. No, bullshit's on the internet still. Well, right. <laughs> Fake true, news. True. It's just but switch spots. Small, small little facts. You, you know, fucking whatever the fuck is like a, <laughs> your, your fingernail still growing after death or whatever, like mm -hmm. stuff like that. You could just fucking look it up now and just shut I people down. I call those things Nickisms now. Nick, <laughs> dude, it's so good. I love. I, I'm gonna start sending you five dollars every time you fucking you shut him down, dude. <laughs> and it's funny because he doesn't have to be that way. He's a smart dude. He just, I don't know what he does. I think he believes it in his heart. <laughs> Is what happens. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, I'd say yes. I, I'd say yeah. Ultimately, yes. But there is a lot of bad stuff, man. Like fucking depression. Um, all kinds of stuff happens because of the internet. The man. destruction of society, you know, <laughs> the obliteration of like previous skills that everyone had that made people maybe better. Now no one knows how to do, including me. I'm calling myself out too. Yeah. Uh, the revolution of... Um, Shit, I forgot wherever Gaddafi was. That was all done on Twitter. That was like the the revolution started on Twitter, and so like you know a despot. The was, Arab Spring. Yeah, the Arab Spring was all yeah. internet based. Yeah. Uh, I don't I know mean, if ultimately it was a good thing, but I think it was. Yeah, who knows? Depends where you are, I guess, in which yeah. country. But yeah, we can't speak on those things. Yeah, man. So uh, let me do a recap of everything we talked about in case uh, you weren't really listening, but kind of listening because you're on a forklift or some shit. Uh, so on the radar was Icarus. Uh, 
Not the documentary, but you should also check that out as well. Dicey Dungeons, Fish Keeper, My Friend Pedro, Halo Infinite, and then uh, highlights were Age of Empires 4, Forza Horizons 5, Divinity Original Sins 2, um, although it wasn't really a highlight, it was like a low light. Uh, TTS Game Night was awesome. Join our Discord, uh, dlgaming.net, where you can find all our um, nice stuff. And uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I would recommend it. And Dirt Rally 2, uh, if you like simulation games. Bobby, where are you at next week? Next week... Uh, let's see. Probably going to be playing more Age of Empires. You know, I have been playing games a lot, but it's a lot of the same stuff. I've continued playing more ba- uh, Back for Blood, beat the second act on Veteran. And I've been playing a lot of Deep Rock Galactic with the new season pass. So I got to get into something new. Um, there is the... You won't. No, I might. Like, those are good games in a yeah. good, and they're both in a good spot, I feel like, right now. Well, probably Back for Blood needs some balancing still, even... Yeah, I mean, it needs a little work, but they, you know, they got it laid out on the roadmap. They'll get to it. But I didn't play the Halloween update for Killing Floor 2, and I'm kind of bummed that I missed that. But the Christmas update's right around the corner, too. So I'm probably going to, maybe not this week, but pretty soon I'm going to be playing some Killing Floor 2, if anyone wants to play that. Another game that has an, a, a crazy large install file. Game's huge for some reason. Let's yeah. be all those textures. It's... I bet you have. To, I bet it's like lazy develop. I bet every time they have a a Halloween and a Christmas, they add it, but they never remove it. So you're probably downloading all the textures and all everything. I don't. I mean, I would think they know what they're doing. I, I'm sure it's not something like that. But no, it is, Bobby. I know. I'm a <laughs> fucking professional. All right. Well, what are you going to be playing? I'm right now. I'm itching to play Age of Empires four five. Four, five, four, four. Um, yeah, like obviously, I'm just coming off the tutorial. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it now with your rave review of the history. I'm I'm digging the whole thing, man. Yeah. I want to jump the right. Videos back are in. cool, man. Don't be afraid to click on those because, like I said, they're super short. So yeah. it's not like some cutscenes that I think are just way too long and also boring. But like they're super short and super interesting. Yeah, I'm fucking digging it, man. Um, I guess no point in the campaign. Well, you don't know because you haven't finished it, but you don't get to pick your own army. You're just always the... Yeah, you're always playing as whatever the story um, demands. So you start off with the Battle of Hastings, and then uh, there there is later in there, I think like the fourth part of the campaign, way down the line, is the Mongol invasion. Mm-hmm. So, But that's a lot later on. But it runs you through uh, chronologically. So you're starting out Battle of Hastings 1066, and then, I don't know, whenever the Mongol invasion happened. But it seems like it gets into, the, like, the 1500s. But I love that period of history. Cool, man. God damn it. Listen to the Wrath of the Cons, Bobby. Please. Please. Even though he, Chris says it's all bullshit. All right. Uh, speaking for Chris, uh, absent Nick, Bobby, and myself, uh... 1035, is that AD or BC? That's 1066. 1066 CE? Is that, yeah. Yeah. 1066 CE titties. No silicone hair, guys.
We're never getting rid of this outro. When I die, I want this played. It's my outro. <laughs> <laughs>